All right, we are live. It is episode 213 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, season five. What's going on? Not much, man. I'm actually surprised I'm on here tonight. I um, I almost messaged you beforehand to push it to tomorrow, but then I thought, nah, it's such a big show, and I, I, I need burst of energy, so let's do it tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I just got back from vacation uh, this oh, morning around, yep. um, around 11.30, something like that. No, no, it uh, was no, it's probably 10.30, something. Oh, but yeah. It, it was um, just a you know, long drive, but it was a lot of fun. And cool. uh, it's time to get right back into it and uh, kill season five. Yes, and uh, actually you wanted to jump on early, which is good, because then I get to go watch Cobra Kai Season 5. I've been waiting, oh, I've been waiting months for this. For sep- it dropped September 9th on Netflix. Yes, and uh, unfortunately, you know, some of our viewers are going to be just as upset with me as my co-host was when I dropped this Um when I dropped this on him earlier, I must confess I've never seen a single episode of Cover Guy, <laughs> which which is very surprising considering how I truly am a very big fan of the Karate Kid movie franchise. Now, uh, how many? Now you've seen all of them, I'm guessing, right? All the movies. Yes. So you saw the you saw you see you saw Karate uh, Karate Kid three I believe it is right yeah then there's the next Karate Kid that was uh, the 1994 I believe it was uh yeah which I didn't like that one but yeah the one with um I think it was what what was it Hillary Swank yep yeah I, I didn't like that one yeah that one I didn't like much no. I like um, one was okay, but like I really like two. Yeah, two was my favorite. Yeah. All right. Um. So we have a big show. We have three pay per views. Ben, last weekend was a busy one. Yeah, you know, I uh, I apologized last week during our season finale for taking a very ill-timed vacation, but in my defense. Um, these things are booked a year ahead of time, so um, I really didn't have a choice. But luckily, I was able to um, to order all out on Bleacher Report. Now, let me tell you something. Altogether, there was nine hours of wrestling last weekend. Yes, and I... Oh, my God. That's so... Uh, yes, and unfortunately, folks... Well, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, but because of the fact that I was unavailable um, to do a show on Tuesday, this show is going to be very, very long because in order to do all the pay-per-views and all the news justice um, to make it up to you guys, we may be here for quite a long time. So... Our uh, our longest show of all time was the WrestleMania 38 post show. Yep. Which that, was, clocked, uh, that was season four. Yeah, which clocked in at three hours and 44 minutes. Jeez. 
I'm not sure if we'll go that deep, ladies and gentlemen, but it is a distinct possibility based on the sheer number of, of things we have to cover. <laughs> right. So strap in, make sure you have a drink, and uh, look, let's get rolling here. I believe, Elio, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we're starting it out with uh, Clash at the Castle, correct? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, we are starting out with Clash of the Castle, which I have open in front of me right now. So let's go. Uh, you know what? What do you think of the show overall? Overall, I I absolutely loved it. I was um I was very much looking forward to this show, and I think that they um by and large hit a home run with this. Um, you know, I was um I was genuinely surprised that uh, Drew McIntyre didn't win. Uh, I know we've had um, discussions regarding Drew McIntyre in the past, um, whether or not he is the guy. Um, but um, but you know what, man? I, 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 have to, I have to tell you, I think I know where they're going since they didn't put the title on Drew. To me, that tells me that the guy is Cody Rhodes that's going to take down Roman Roman Reigns. And I've said that long before this pay-per-view was a thing. But um, the the important thing here um, to, to note, and I do think that, it, that it's the right thing for Cody Rhodes to be the guy to beat Roman, but I honestly thought that Drew was going to win this one because – it wasn't like Drew was gonna take both belts, you know what I mean? Like right. I thought, I thought you know he would take one, and then and then, um, you know Cody would take the other at um, WrestleMania, and you know I don't think that that would have weakened uh, Roman Reigns very much. I think that would have made a lot of sense, um, considering that he's pretty much a part-time guy now, so. Do I see what they're doing with it? Do I have a massive problem with it? Uh, no. Uh, but you know, we all we also got Solo Sokoa out of this, so that's a positive. Um, which also leads into our SmackDown review this week. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, we got plenty to cover. All right, and uh, I I know you don't watch the kickoff show, so I mean, uh, do I have to? Do I really need to ask you about the the one match? No. Okay, so I'll just uh, let you know then. It was the Street Profits and Madcap Moss defeating Austin Theory and Alpha Academy. What What does Madcap Moss have to do with the Street Profits, and what What does Austin Theory have to do with Alpha Academy? I have no idea. Madcap, maybe because uh, they've had a couple of backstage interactions on Raw. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, but it's just weird. It's weird. I don't know. I don't get that one. But we open up. We open the show with damage control, defeating Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair. This was a great opening match. Yeah, I was. Um, I was. I was surprised by how good this was, but I 100% agree. Um, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go balls to the wall and give it a, a four and one for a star like the review that I'm looking at. But I'm I'm very pop, pop, pardon. I give it a what? 
He gave it a four and one fourth star. That was a four four and a quarter star. With the, what is that? I never heard of that before. What? <laughs> you know, so I would have I would have been comfortable giving it a three point five star, but certainly not a four and one four star. So we'll see. Right? She okay? Oh, uh, you know. Well, you know what? On um on pro fight here, which I have opened in front of me, they actually gave this one a four star, but. All right, never heard of a four and a one quarter star, but whatever. Now the next one was match of the night for me. Uh, Gunther retaining the Intercontinental Championship, defeating Sheamus. And I really, I really love the the pop that he got at the end. Absolutely, and um, you know, first and first and foremost, let's talk about how much Sheamus deserves the recognition that he got. Um, because he has been an absolute workhorse for this company since 2009. So I am, I'm a huge Seamus guy. And while I don't think anybody believed that Walter was going to lose the intercontinental title, um, especially, especially after Giovanni Vinci rejoined Imperium, which I thought was a very, very nice touch. I love that Imperium is back together. Everything is right with the world. Um, yes, it's, it's just... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Almost everything. We just need Pete Dunn back. Yes, well, I and I do... Speaking of Pete Dunn, I do believe that that transformation is starting because he's back in the um, Pete Dunn ring gear. Yep. Um, you know, so I do believe we're slowly getting there. So the fact that um, Triple H is making these these subtle changes um, is very refreshing to me. So, because Butch just drives me fucking insane. <laughs> yep, yeah, he does. All right, next we had what I thought was <laughs> sorry, sorry. Back it on up here, man. Back up the truck. What? We're we're not just gonna skip over. That match with that little bit oh. of review. Oh, no, no. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. no. Uh, this match was absolutely incredible. Um, let, let me, let me, let me expo- explain to you because immediately, as soon as Imperium's music hit, I was just losing my shit. I mean, good lord. And, and they even got, you know, the original Imperium attire with the trench coats and all this stuff. Yeah. And, and just everything from the jump about this was perfect. The stare down before they started beating the shit out of each other. Yep. Um, you know, um, Gunther avoided the 10 beats of the Bowron many times. Um, and but I, I gotta tell you, you know, and, and all due respect to, to Seamus, but I don't care who you are, you gotta be one crazy motherfucker to stand there and take Gunther's chops. Yeah, every time, every time, every time he delivers a chop, I hold my chest. It, it's just like you know, because because I remember the match that he had with like or the matches he had with Pete Dunne and um, Ilya Dragunov. I remember um, 
both Ilya Dragunov matches, and especially after the first one, I was like, holy shit. Because, yep. you know, Ilya Dragunov is very close to my size, and I'm like, ah, I'm having sympathy pain. But, yeah, I was having sympathy pain for Seamus on this one. <laughs> because they, um, you know, they shared pictures of his chest and his back on uh, social media after this match and it was just oh, like okay. holy jumping Jesus I, I I mean good lord so this is everything that you could have possibly wanted out of Seamus versus Walter I shall not call him Gunther <laughs> I have a question why do you have uh, why do you, you still got a huge problem with that name I mean, yeah, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a while now. I mean, come on. It's kind of like there. It doesn't matter. It sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, talk to Triple H. See if you can get him to give Walter. Where, but you know what? I heard that he, was, he doesn't want that name, Walter, back. He, he's, well, well and, and you're exactly right. You know, he's given interviews that he doesn't want it back. You know, it's his actual name. He's cool with it, which... Yeah. No, I I'm not losing. Don't get me wrong, folks. I'm not losing sleep over a man's name. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. But however, does it still leave a bad taste in my mouth to a certain extent? Yes, it does. Uh, okay. Um, and, and uh, but this match was by far my favorite match yeah. of, of the evening. It, it yeah. was it, it was fantastic. So if you didn't get a chance to see uh, this match, I strongly, strongly suggest that you go back and take a look at this. Because holy crap, that is the kind of wrestling I want to watch. Yep, I 100% agree. And I echo every uh, all of your uh, reviews on this because I'm the same. I really loved everything about this one. Absolutely. So from the highest of high points, ladies and gentlemen, to the lowest of low. This was a weak match. Liv Morgan, oh Liv Morgan God. retaining, defeating Shayna Baszler. This was, I didn't like this match. No, I didn't either. First, first of all, folks, um, in case you missed our, our Liv Morgan discussion last week, uh, let me let me just reiterate, Okay. So I want I want to be fair in all aspects of this. I am a I'm a I'm a Liv Morgan fan. I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm a Liv Morgan guy. That that's a little too rich. But I I respect Liv Morgan. I think she's gotten a lot better in the ring. Um, you know this whole ring clearly means a lot to her. And I was fully behind her when she cashed in the money in the bank and became uh, women's champion. At the time, I said, okay, I guarantee you this isn't going to last past SummerSlam. And the reason I said that was because the way that Vince had booked her at the time with all the babyface promos and then she ended up tapping out, um, you know – at her first um, title defense, 
Um, even, even though she got out of it based off a of technicality, the fact of the matter is she tapped out, which means that all of her promos, all of the, you know, you're going to have to pry this from my cold, dead hands, that's, that's all bullshit because she tapped out. That's not what a baby face is supposed to do. So then, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, definitely the next time she faces Ronda, she's got to, you know, she's got to lose. Not that I wanted that to happen because, let's be honest, folks, I don't think anybody is a Ronda Rousey fan after this, uh, you know, this second run got started. I'm not. Uh, well, you're not alone because I'm not either. <laughs> um. But my point, my point being, you know, if you put Liv Morgan in the ring with Ronda Rousey, she's going to get her ass killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she should have. But no, she beat her clean. Which was like, what the fuck? Terrible. I mean, you, you can probably see the look on my face right now, Elio. I'm like completely bamboozled. Yep. I'm like... I'm having a seizure just trying to wrap my head around this buffinery and bullshittery. But then, you know, then we get to this match with Shayna Baszler at Clash of the Castle, and I'm like, okay, finally this shit has to, you know, it has to stop. We're going around in circles, you know, this, this Liv Morgan thing isn't really working out, and it's not really her fault, it's just the way that she's booked, and the fact that she cries at every single promo, I can't, I, I can't take it. I know, right? I, I just, I'm. It's nothing against Liv. I'm sure they, I, I'm sure they instruct her to cry. I, I, I I'm, I'm positive. Other, otherwise, you know what? You know what? I don't think anyone cries more than Sasha Banks. Well, well, that. That might be very true. Touche. That, that's very good. But I definitely, I definitely want to see uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi back in in the company. So hopefully, um, hopefully we're on the road to getting that. But um, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, of course Liv Morgan wouldn't beat Shayna Baszler. Of course not. Right. But but you know, surprise, surprise. Not only did she beat Shayna Baszler, folks, she beat her clean in the middle of the ring yep. in 11 minutes. What the fuck? Yeah, 11 minutes, 10.59, 11 minutes, yeah. And then, and then, see, I'm just, I'm just now reading this. I, I get even more pissed off because as I'm, you know, I understand that people are entitled to their opinions and they like different things, but this oh, kind no. of shit, this kind of shit just drives me nuts. So, for the purpose of privacy, I'm not going to name this reviewer of which I'm, 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 I'm reviewing uh, Clash at the Castle, but I have to read this. this. This is this is his review after going through the match. He goes. That was really good and laid out wisely. Shayna was better for the most part, but Liv refused to quit and had a smart strategy to make the best of her openings. And he gave it a three and one four star. Are you high? What is is this three and one four star 
four and one fourth start. What, what is this? <laughs> well, you know, your criteria, sir, is certainly different than mine, but holy shit. This one, to me, uh, I got a two because this was like the weakest match. That That's exactly why I rated it. I rated it two stars. And, you know, and, and then, you know, not, not, okay, because it bears relevance, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mention something on SmackDown, right? So, SmackDown had a fatal five-way elimination match to determine the next number one contender for the, you know, SmackDown Women's Championship. Fast forward through a lot of meaningless bullshit. The the title shot is going back to Ronda Rousey. Why the fuck is it going back to Rousey? I know why. Oh, please. Let's make sure I can see your face as you're explaining this. Let me minimize this because I want an explanation. Okay, very good. Ronda Rousey is going to win the championship. It's going to lead to Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is going to Take the belt. Well, I, I certainly hope that that is the case because holy shit. Elio Domus is here. Oh, God. Now, now I, 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 I'm the prognosticator. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. What? What? Uh, <laughs> Nostradamus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, Elio Thomas, I'm a prognosticator. I'm making my prediction what's going to happen. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Okay, thank you, Mr. Heyman. Move on. All right. But in all seriousness, that does sound like a good idea. No, but I think that's uh, what they're working towards. Yes. And, um, you know, I think we're uh, running out of time already on our first uh, Zoom meeting. Yeah, so we are going to... uh... Go on. We're gonna go into commercial, right? Yes. Before we we take off the ne- the next match, so we'll All be right, right back. All right. All right. We are back, and our next match is a tag team match with Edge and Rey Mysterio, accompanied by Dominic, taking on Damian Priest and Finn Balor of the Judgment Day, with Rhea Ripley in their corner, and Ben. Yes, and um. Yeah, it, it was it was time for that. I thought it, I thought it was done really well. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the way they uh, they had Dominic just like deliver that low blow and Edge looking up at him like they do in the in movies when someone gets kicked. Yeah, and um, you know the clothesline was very reminiscent of the one that Eddie hit on Ray when he uh, turned heel on him back in the day. Oh my god, that clothesline! I'm like, damn. So, so that, was, that was a very nice touch, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what what Don can do with the Judgment Day because he, de- I think, he definitely needs a little bit more um, personality injected into his character. Yeah, so this wasn't a bad match. It was okay. Uh, the the one I'm looking at, they gave it a You're four and one quarter star. Uh, nope, that's what I'm seeing here. I, four would and give, one I would give this a three star. I you know it was good, but let, let, let's not let's not you know 
get out of control. <laughs> right, jeez. Um, you know, I uh, that's a little. That's a little. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on, I was looking at the wrong one. It's actually three and three quarters. Okay, well, that's a little bit more reasonable. That's a little closer to what I had rated it. Um, yeah, you know, but but the story of this match was was the heel turn. And and that part was executed very well. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, as we'll talk about on uh, the raw review uh, when we get there later on in the show. Um, as of right now, Dominic is uh, scheduled to wrestle Edge on next week's edition of uh, Monday Night Raw. I'll tell you, uh, Damian Priest and uh, Finn Bauer and Rhea Ripley better have a plan to save their baby because right? if, not, if not, Dom is going to have a bad night. <laughs> right? Um, but uh, next up was um, was Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Okay, this is the match where I was saying they, that it got four and one four stars. Yes, and um, and I absolutely agree with that rating. You know, I I was kind of uh, disappointed when they took this match off of the SummerSlam card, um, but I kind of understood that um, Triple H wanted to build it some more, which is something I was begging for in the Vince McMahon. In the Vince McMahon era of doing things, so I bet they, was, they, they don't understand uh, what uh, how the book show was in that era. Well, clearly not. Cl- I mean, clearly it's it's clear as day. I mean, for almost a decade and a half, the WWE sucked. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's um. I mean, can you imagine us trying to do this podcast? You know, eight nine years ago, rather than just four years ago, <laughs> we'd be struggling to be a chore. Well, uh, and and, he, and to that point, um, ladies and gentlemen, you know, and Elio understands this because we we have such a good relationship. But I, you know, I have loved doing this show with you guys. As a matter of fact, um, the seventh was our four-year anniversary yep. of doing this show. Like I absolutely get uh, get a kick out of coming on here and talking wrestling with y'all. Um, but I would be lying to you if the preparation for this um, for this show was not an absolute drag at times because you have Monday Night Raw, then you have SmackDown, which were were five of the worst wrestling hours TV-wise I've ever seen for years, especially Monday Night Raw. I mean, holy fuck. <laughs> you know, I, 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 thought, I thought I would never be able to do another Raw review after... After FTR was shaving each other's backs in the shower while being laughed at <laughs> by the Usos, right? Um, but uh, thankfully, both those tag teams are in much better positions now. Yep. And uh, for my money, Dax Hardwood is is the wrestler of twenty twenty two. Um, and certainly FTR as a whole is the tag team of twenty twenty two. So. They're having a much better run of things. 
Um, but uh, ne next up we have uh, we have the undisputed Universal Championship. And we did get broken dreams to a certain extent. So I was very happy. No, about I, that. I really wish they would just do away with Brad Drew's uh, entrance theme and give him broken dreams back permanently. Yes, I, I do too. I, I do not. I, I don't like this one that he has now. No, no, I don't either. Like, there's no rhythm to it. Uh, like, it's unlistenable. Like, he, I love listening to wrestling themes, but this one I can't listen to it. No, no, and I, I'm right there with you. And, um, you know, I I have to be honest with you, folks. I I have been um, very down on the second half of Roman's reign, uh, pardon the pun, as a WWE Universal uh, Heavyweight Champion. Um, I think I think the second half of this um, of his two year run has absolutely dragged. Sorry, speak, um, sorry. Speaking of Roman Reigns, later on I'm gonna give you the fancy match that we came up with last week and who won that. Okay, very good. Go on. Uh, um, you, you know, it's just like you know, when is this gonna end? You know, like there's nobody in sight that can realistically take him down. Of course, until. Um, Cody Rhodes came back into the picture, and I, I, I do believe that Cody is going to be the guy once he comes back from injury, presumably at um, the Royal Rumble next year to, to start the build to WrestleMania. Um, but for the first time in this entire two-year run, I really thought that, that Drew McIntyre was going to win the uh, the Universal Championship. And I do believe that they missed an opportunity, um, a massive opportunity, to to do that here in Cardiff, uh, so close to Drew's home. Not only was it the home field advantage um, for Drew, which was absolutely massive, cannot be understated, because the, that crowd in Cardiff was a thing of beauty all night, all night long. That crowd was awesome, and um, from the jump, this thing had a big match feel. You know, they gave him the, the video package. They gave him the the entrance where they mixed the the, um, the old theme with the new one, and and the and the videos of him as a kid and coming up through the indies on. Um, in the UK, um, and I really, I really feel like Drew should have won this match. Now, as I stated before, um, you know we've had discussions in the past on this on this show of is Drew the guy? And my answer is he can be one of the guys, but he's not the guy. And um, had we not had the level of build that, that we had coming into this match, I would have said the same thing going into going into his match with Roman, you know, that we saw this past weekend. I would have said the exact same thing. Um, but based on how they built him up, based on the video packages, based on his presentation on TV, I, I really thought that 
this is going to be it for Drew. And I, I, I would have pulled the trigger because, because if, if you think about it, everybody, everybody kind of thinks that Cody Rhodes is going to be the guy now. And that, and that's still, that's still true. But think about it. Think about it from this perspective, right? So Roman has held both titles for two years now. So by him still having two titles, that means that Cody presumably is going to have two titles on the line when he faces Roman at WrestleMania because now, now that we're past Clash of the Castle, I really can't see, um, can't see Roman losing those, losing those belts until, until Cody gets back. It, yep. Is that is that fair? No, I don't think so because it continues to hold the belts hostage. But I think that that's just the reality of the situation. But e- even with that being the case, okay, fast forward to to WrestleMania, Cody beats him. Cody still has two titles. Thus, we're still in the same situation that we were with Roman. So that's why I was like, okay, well, Drew can Drew can take one title. He can get the, the huge hometown pop, and quite frankly, he deserves it because let's not forget uh, how he carried um, this company along with Sasha Banks during the pandemic. He won the title at WrestleMania 36 in an empty gym and carried them during the whole pandemic. Um, and, um, you know, so I, I thought this was a tailor-made situation for Drew. Apparently not, and I, I really disagree with that um, because I think we're, we're still going to be in the same situation with, with one guy holding two titles hostage, whether it's Roman Reigns or Cody Rhodes. And that I disagree with because, as it says right now, Roman is never the fuck on Raw. So pretty much, and stop me if you've heard this before, Elio, and I know you have because we've discussed this, but right now the top title on your flagship show of the WWE is the United States title, which is now receiving a uh, image makeover, courtesy of our of our friend, our pal, our confidant, our comrade Triple H. Thank you. But, but still, it's not it's not enough to warrant the United States title being the top title on your flagship show. I think that that's bullshit. Um, you know, so it. That I disagree with, but the match was awesome, and overall, I thought that this pay-per-view was absolutely amazing, and um, if if this is what the UK can bring to the table in terms of WWE uh, pay-per-views, let's have more pay-per-views take place in the UK, please, like, urgently, because that crowd was fucking amazing. Now, did you read? Did you read what uh, Liv Morgan said? No. What did Liv Morgan say? She had never seen SummerSlam '92. Well, that, that's not exactly surprising, given her age. 
Right. No, no, I'm saying, uh, that was, uh, that was, uh, the, that was like the last time that, uh, they were actually in the, the UK, like for our pay-per-view. I mean, that would you call the insurrection ones pay-per-views? Yeah. Oh yeah, but I like in the early nineties is uh, when they that was uh, one, but the first one I um, ordered was the first time ninety two. And what a fantastic show that is! Yeah, that was great. I mean, holy lord! All right, so that's uh, what we have for Clash Castle. Yes, sir. All right, uh, moving on to Worlds Collide, which took place the following. Day on September the 4th at 4 p.m. I love these at 4 p.m. baby views. Uh, yeah, I um, they, they, they just bring back memories of like the classic WrestleMania. They started 4 p.m. Yeah, I think so. So let's see what we have here. All right, we have a total of five matches on this card. So Ben, first of all, what you think of this one? Um, it was it was better than I expected, but still, uh, not at all what I'm looking for in terms of a uh, in terms of NXT. You know, I I fully confess, I am just completely not interested in um this NXT 2.0 version outside of a couple of. Uh, top guys that they have out of this. Now, to, to that end, I really enjoyed Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet for the North American title to kick off the evening. That match was awesome. Can we just get rid of Trick Williams? Please. Because how many times, and, and trust me, I understand that that is the purpose of a manager such as Trick Williams. But how many times is he going to get involved in this match? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. No, it's, but he doesn't serve any purpose for Carmelo Hayes. All he does is take the spotlight off of Carmelo and puts it on himself. Well, I, I I agree with that as well. But but that our mutual annoyance with Trick Williams aside, this match was fan fucking tastic. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. This was a great opening match. Uh, next up, you know, I, I really don't like these guys pretty deadly. But uh, no. they, they defeated the Creed Brothers, uh, Brooks, uh, Jensen, Josh Briggs, and Gallows in a fatal four-way to become the unified tag team champions. Well, and I'm not a fan of Pretty Deadly either. I think their gimmick is stupid. I just, you know. Their ring gear is atrocious. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. It's it's very it's very early 90s, very cartoonish and very stupid. Uh, not early 90s. Uh, I'd say more like in 80s style. 80s, early, late 80s, early 90s. Okay, well, I'm not arguing with you. Um, no, no, I'm saying, yeah, I'd say... Yeah, you're right, around there. The late 80s or 90s, but it's terrible. Just, uh, yes, absolutely. So I can't uh, really say anything about this. What do you have? Uh, well, um, can someone explain to me why? I mean, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. 
you have Gallus in this match. We've already talked about how dominant Gallus has been. Why wouldn't you have them win the match? Because I was really hoping they would actually win that one. Because even the commentators say they have the most credibility going into this match. Yep. You know, and and that's saying a lot considering that Pretty Deadly was already champions coming into this. And look, as much as I don't like the gimmick, I'm not gonna gonna take the the talent away from them. Pretty Deadly is talented, but when you have Gallus in the same ring, it's just kind of difficult for me. And the Creed brothers, especially Julius Creed, can we just talk for a minute how freakishly athletic that guy is? Yep. I mean, that guy has future star written all over him. I mean, good God. So, you know, just the, but pretty, the, the fact that Pretty Deadly won took me out of it. And also, the the brawl as the match was going on, the, like the, the ringside brawl between Brooks and Jensen and Gallus after they got eliminated yep. com- completely took me out of the match. Because I'm, I'm just like, what's the point here? If it, I mean, the point of an elimination match is they go the, to the back and you're distracting me when you have, you know, all this going on at ringside. Mm-hmm. But yet you want me to take it seriously when Pretty Deadly and um, and uh, the Creed brothers are in the ring, and I'm trying to, but you're distracting me with all this. So I didn't like that very much at all. Um, speaking of, of not liking something very much, I really didn't like the the women's unification match. I really, oh, I really? really, I really didn't. Oh, okay. I mean, um. I- I, I didn't think it was uh, bad. Well, I, oh, I, I wait, wait, wait. Which one, the tag team or the world? Oh, oh, oh! I I scrolled down too far. I I was I was looking at I was looking at match number four, which was the NXT Women's Tag Team Tour. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that's that's. Oh, okay, okay. You like Manny Rose Mako Sotomayor? No, that match was fine. I, 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 the match I was talking about not liking was 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 uh, the tag team one. The tag oh, okay, team okay, match. okay. That's why I was like, match. I was like, wait, you didn't like the world uh, championship? I thought it was fine. Uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, so I apologize for the uh, for the miscommunication. No, I scrolled down too far and was looking at the women's yeah. tag team. Uh, whatever. Um, but no, uh, Mandy Rose, uh, Satamora, and Blair Davenport was it was absolutely fine. Um, and you know, Mandy Rose is growing on me in terms of an in ring performer. I didn't come on, win. come on. You do you need a moment for man for Mandy Rose? Yes, I need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, this is good because this uh, fits in with uh, the question that we asked last night on uh, last week uh, on our show that we answered uh, last night when we were recording. Right. And I'm going to ask you that question, Ben. 
What are your thoughts on Mandy Rose's current title run? I like it. I, you know, and, and yes, she's beautiful. Yes, her, her run with Toxic Attraction has been very entertaining. But t- taken from a pure wrestling perspective, I understand that she's not the best, but her level of improvement, which, in my opinion, was absolutely showcased during this triple threat match, is very noticeable. And I have no choice but to give ultimate respect for that. Because because if if you'd have told me six months ago that we're going to have a match between, uh, you know, the former Bay of Priestley and a Japanese legend and Mandy Rose, I would have said Mandy Rose is coming out on the losing side of that every single time. And and the fact that she not only held up, but held her own and really did very well, in my opinion, shout out to her. Yep. And she, and she looked good, too. Her ring gear. Well... Mandy Rose always looks good, um, you know. No, I'm saying like uh, the color, the color scheme. <laughs> sure, I, we all know what you're talking. About. Okay, but uh, but yeah. In all seriousness, uh, all jokes aside, Mandy Rose is, is showing me a level of in-ring talent that I didn't think she had when she was on the main roster. So shout out to her. Um, and then uh, next, next up is uh, the one that you didn't like, and yeah, um, I just I just don't I can't I can't get I can't get into it. I I don't I don't I don't understand uh, the need for um, for three women's tag team uh, titles. I I I don't. I don't get it. Oh, you don't like you drop. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I had to. I had to. I know you hate that name. I like Piper Nevin, but yes, I absolutely hate Dewdrop. And um, on a po- on a possible positive side in regards to Nikki uh, Nikki Ash, there was a backstage segment where in. Someone else was, it was, I think it was The Miz. Um, I could have been wrong, but I think it was The Miz getting interviewed by somebody. And in the background, you could see, um, you could see Nikki throwing her mask at Dewdrop. So hopefully that is the precursor to the end of this almost a superhero bullshit because I can't take it anymore. Um, you know, Please but, bring, but her ring gear does look better than uh, that blue and gold, uh, whatever she was wearing. That, but, she, she thought she was an actual superhero. Well, yeah, but she still thinks she's a superhero. It's just, it's just a Catwoman version rather than fucking, you know, Blue's Clues version of a superhero. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I, I don't understand, you know, what's going on because... We both know very, very well how talented Nikki truly is, and and the gimmick that she has had for what feels like the longest time is not doing her any favors whatsoever. 
bring back the sanity version of Nick of Nikki, and you can immediately insert her into the uh, women's championship picture, which let's be honest, desperately needs help. This women's division sucks. Bring me Sasha. Bring me Naomi. Bring me a serious uh, Nikki Cross. Yeah, and you have a rebirth of a women's division right there, and and with and, and with Triple H behind the pen rather than Vince and fucking Brother Love, <laughs> I, I think we're we're in good hands. Did you just call it Bubba Love? No, I said Brother Love. Oh uh, no, the way the way he came out though, it sounded like Bubba Love. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, I. Well, you know, I, I mean, but fuck Bruce Richard. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> um, you know, fuck brother love. Do you know that in 2015 we interviewed them? I st- and it's we're in 2022. I still haven't listened to that show because I just can't sit there and listen to it. Well, I don't. I don't blame you. I, I really don't. Right, so that is that all you got for uh, this match? Yes. All right, so that brings us to the main event. We have Braun Breaker defeating Tyler Bate to unify the NXT and NXT UK World Championship. Um, you know, I, it was very obvious to me that Braun Breaker was going to win, but I I can't really take it seriously because, you know, we all know that Tyler Bate is such a better wrestler. Now, having said that, I'm not I'm not completely against Braun because this was the best singles match I've seen out of him. Um, but it's just to me, I I really I really want to see what they do with NXT Europe because I can't imagine a talent like. Tyler Bate not being used more on the U.S. side of things because this guy is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just um, I have a hard time imagining that that they won't use Tyler on on the U.S. side of things. But wherever he he lands, I got to tell you, I'm a, I'm a Tyler Bate fan because. Have I seen a lot of them? No, because I stopped watching UK a long time ago. However, I have seen, you know, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate versus Walter, Tyler Bate as in uh, Mustache Mountain. I, you know, he is re- really, really good, and he was really good back when he was nineteen when he first came in. He's twenty-five now, and you know, and Braun being twenty-four. These guys have a ton of potential, um, you know. And, and like I said, I think it was very obvious uh, that Brown was going to win based on how he's being positioned. And I'm not even saying he's. I'm not even trying to say that maybe he shouldn't have won. I'm just. I'm just saying that to me, from from a pure wrestling perspective, Tyler Bate is so much better. You know. You know what I mean. So. I really I enjoyed this show a lot more than I thought I would uh, because you know 2.0 sucks 
in comparison to what NXT Black and Gold was, but this was by far the best showing I've seen out of NXT 2.0. All right, so now we're going to move on to AEW All Out. Yes, and before before we get into All Out, uh, commercial, ladies and gentlemen, yes, we're, we're going to go into commercial because our executive producer is giving us the final countdown and and God knows we don't want to get cut off as we're going through all out. So we'll be right back. Um, thank God we don't have to play any elevator music, but we'll be right back. All right. So we are now going to get into AEW All Out, which took place Sunday night. Two pay-per-views in one day, Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's a little much. Right? Uh, first of all, did you see the poster for All Out? No, I didn't. There you go. That's the poster. Hold, hold on, let me pull you up so okay. I can. Wait, let me just get the real. Ah, that's lame. All right, what is that? It's like a UFC poster. So, um, what'd you think of the show? Um, over overall, I I thought it was very good. Um, I thought it was entirely too fucking long. Yep. I thought the pre-show was entirely unnecessary. Oh my god, um, there, there was what, four or five, four matches on there? There were four matches on the pre-show, yes. Oh my god. So, 11 matches on the main card. <laughs> you know what? And we're still going to go through all of these matches, but if, even if you want to break it down even further, two of the matches, which were two of the best matches of the night, that being number number one, the uh, the... the um, trios tag team uh, tournament final match. Yep. Between uh, between the the elite and Dark Order. Now I was I was pissed the fuck off when when the Dark Order beat the House of Black. But having said that, this match was fucking amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But. And and so was CM Punk versus John Moxley to, to end the evening. Having said that, um, we should we should um, we should just stick this in here real quick, even before we get into all of the drama. Those two match results mean absolutely nothing because of what happened at the media scrum, both. Um, the Elite and CM Punk were stripped of their respective championships, so it's you, almost... Do you want me to ask my question now, or at the end of the review? Uh, at, go at the end of the review. I, I'm just I'm just saying All that, right, like, okay. that the, this review should have an asterisk next to it, because we're going to review it as a regular pay-per-view, but two of the, two of the matches... Um, and two of the biggest matches of the night, they almost don't mean anything because because the winners were stripped of the uh, championships due to the behavior at and after the a- the AEW All Out Media Scrum, mm-hmm. um, which um, which I have an idea, folks. Uh, what if, what if we just what if we just cut the bullshit and stop with these media scrums? After the catastrophe that was all out, yep. 
t- talking about the, the media scrum, not the pay per view itself. But that that post pay per view shit show was just not worth it at all. Um, and um, I'm gonna send you something off, off at the end of the show when we're off the air. I'm gonna send you something I found on TikTok. Cool. That has to do with this. Cool. So so I just want to give you that that prequel to this overall review. So, Elio, what do you think, man? Should we just do it? Should we just skip the pre-show for the sake of time? I think we can skip. I mean, uh, what do we have? We had our AAA World Mixed Tag Team Championship match, which I don't I didn't even know there was a Mixed Tag Team Championship match. The FTW and the All Atlantic. So really, they're throwaway matches. Exactly. All and, right. And, um, and let's not and let's not forget, folks. The AAA title isn't even an AEW title. What is it doing on on an AEW pay per view? Let alone a, a mixed tag team title. I didn't even know they existed. What, what? I mean, what the fuck is that? The fuck is that? They, they, you know, AEW that, does that, that, that should be a sound all the time. The fuck is that? I'm going to record. I'm going to make that sound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good God. It's, it's sending me all the way back to pre-puberty. I mean, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Yeah, so we're, we're just going to skip the um, the pre-show. I didn't know they started the actual show with the ladder match. Yeah, I was surprised that they uh, did that. Yeah, and you know, I ended up being disappointed with the the ladder match because all of the action before the uh, before Stokely Hathaway's masked men made their appearance. I mean, it was decent, but after that run in and after. Um, you know, Stokely pretty much handed the match to what turned out to be MJF. Um, you know, it's just like, why did these people? Why did these people put their bodies on the line in a ladder match? So, like, I, I have a question for you though. Why? Why is Stokely Hathaway climbing the ladder to retrieve a chip, and why is he giving it to MJF? Why is MJF? Uh, Having anything to do with the Stokely Hathaway and his uh, stable? Well, appara- apparently, because um, Stokely Hathaway has managed MJF in the past, like in the Independence and stuff. So oh, they, okay, I did not know that. Okay, they do have a connection there. Oh, but, okay, I didn't know that. But um, you know, so what was this a bad match? Absolutely not. I actually, I actually very much enjoyed it. My question is what is the point and are you paying the participants extra for doing all that risky shit for no reason because the match itself turned into a turned into a absolute setup to to gift a non-participant a a title because I know that they named uh, the the masked man a joker but let's be honest he did not participate in the ladder match in any capacity nope. because because the masked man came down to set it up for him. You know what should have given it away when they played the Rolling Stones uh, song because because uh, 
who else call in the AEW has been calling themselves the devil? Well, and, and, and to your point, for me, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's MJF. I, yeah. I, I absolutely did. I'm, I'm, I'm not even bullshitting you. I, I said, okay, that's MJF. And, you know, if you'll recall, um, during our um, pre-show discussions, we've actually had, we actually had two pre-shows for All Out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I said that this was a possibility for, for MJF to be involved in this ladder match, and I was against that. And I still, I still am. You know, I, I I get how it was executed and everything turned out fine, but I would have I would have preferred him to get involved with John Moxley and CM Punk because I feel that that would have that would have served better based on what we've already seen from the CM Punk and MJF feud. So I think that that would have played out better. But so um, I guess does this count as the first uh, match that we got right because we both picked to, the, to be determined uh, to win? Yeah. So technically, technically we are one and zero on our uh, predictions for um, AEW All Out so far. Okay, very good. Um, but but once again, why are you having this match if that was a setup all along? Like. See what I'm saying? Like it doesn't make sense for all those guys to put their bodies on the line, and it's just—it's absolutely WWE level logic gaps, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, what did you think of this match, Elio? Uh, for me, um, I've never been a fan of uh, the casino ladder match uh, concept, but uh, this one. Uh, I just I didn't like the way it was executed with uh, MGF because usually the Joker is involved, but uh, he didn't do anything. He was handed the chip. He didn't like even do anything. Exactly. So this this was an absolute low point for me right here. Now, now we go from once again the lowest of lows to the highest of highs because say what you want about the Dark Order. Um, but you know they absolutely delivered alongside uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. This was an absolutely awesome match, uh, Elio. I think you know this from all of the shows we've done together at this point. I am not a fan of the Young Bucks overall, um, but I I am more than willing to give them credit when they put on a, a performance such as this. Well, uh, and also I'm glad I'm uh, glad that they gave the young bucks these titles because they already killed the two of their <laughs> two of their strongest teams in the tournament, that being House of Black and Death Triangle. Before uh, before everything that went down, of course. Yeah, which we, which we might as well get into this now. So. Because because what Elio is talking about feeds directly into this match, right? So, and we're going to talk about it more from CM Punk's side of things when, once we get down to CM Punk versus John Moxley. Um, this is this was a very sad byproduct of what happened after um, the All Out Media Scrum, or even during, according to what I've been hearing. Um, 
this match, as great as it was, almost it doesn't mean a goddamn thing now because the the champions the champions are not the elite because of their actions in regards to uh, CM Punk and the media scrum. Um, and I I one hundred percent agree with um with Tony Khan's decision to strip um, both titles um, from the respective winners of these matches. I know I know it cast a bad shadow on the pay-per-view in and of itself, but I think that the uh, that the bullshit that happened after the scrum with CM Punk and company really uh, really did that for um, all on its own. To, to this pay-per-view, which is sad because there was a lot of good shit, including both matches involving the guilty parties on this card were awesome matches, and nobody's talking about all these awesome matches. All they're talking about is buffoonery and bullshittery that took place because of backstage politics. <laughs> um, and I don't like that. And I, I, I like it even less that we are having to discuss it you know, when when all I want to talk about is wrestling, I have I have no interest in backstage politics. That's why I quit um, being a uh, a wrestling uh, reporter because I wasn't reporting anything. It was it was all dirt cheap bullshit. And listen, I don't have a a problem with our former employer, um, but you know. There's a reason why I stopped doing what we were doing because of shit like this. I hate shit like this. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone else just passed puberty live on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. What? <laughs> 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 <Love> that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it, it really sucks because uh, this match, this match was great, but nobody, nobody's gonna remember it now because it doesn't matter. And speaking of uh, speaking of Death Triangle, they are the new uh, trios tag team champions um, as a result of what happened on Dynamite the following Wednesday. So, um, um, so we get into the uh, second official low point of the show, Jade Cargill versus Athena. And I know what they were going for with She-Hulk with, uh, with Jade Cargill, but this get-up looked terrible. Are you like the She-Hulk uh, thing? No. Okay. No, I no, I didn't, and um, and this, and this match should have been it should have been longer, uh, you know, Athena really should have been a challenge for Jade Cargill, and and she now hold on, hold on, Athena's been there for, well, she's would you say she's still new? Yes, but still okay, but because I, I was gonna say. Is it just me, or is she not starting out very well? Well, no, she's not. Okay, that, that's uh, that's why I was getting uh, where I was going. To to answer your question, no, she's not because realistically, you know, Athena should have been Jade Cargill's stiffest competition to date, 
Mm-hmm. And it, tur- it turned into a match that was four minutes and 20 seconds long. Now, granted, this is because of AEW's time management motherfucking problem. Which, <laughs> You're still in the book. Which is why it landed in the book on Wrestling POV. I'm very grateful that you guys still recognize the um, the uh, the logic behind me putting that in the book. But um, you know, but this is why. Um, this is absolutely terrible. And, you know, neither Jade Cargill or Athena deserve this shit. They don't. Um, and, and even though I really, I, I really uh, should, should have enjoyed the next match because it was really, really good, um, I have to ask, what was the point of it? It was not that. Because... Because all of your tag teams were involved with this tournament that ended up not meaning a goddamn thing because your champions that were um, the elite made it an absolute joke as a result of their actions at the media scrum. So, so basically that means the tournament meant nothing. And the tournament was the reason why the Motor City Machine Guns came in because they didn't have enough tag teams to fill out the tournament in the first place. Wow, that's why they were brought in. Uh, well, yeah, because they didn't have anybody else to go up against FTR. What I mean, what the fuck? I, what did they do? Uh, okay. If you were gonna, if you were gonna do this, just do FTR and uh, the Motor City Machine Guns right. in, a, in a regular tag team match. We don't, we don't need Jay Lethal and, and Warlow. You can move them off uh, in their own match if you really wanted to, but you don't even need that match. You have enough. Exactly. And then, and then this was, to me, this was the most offensive uh, uh, point of the evening. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Stars. Ladies and gentlemen, I was expecting a knockdown drag out. Of hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, because we we've been losing track here. So, uh, we um, okay, we had the Joker in the first match. Uh, we already picked the Elite. Uh, we both picked Jade Cargill, right? Yes. And we both both picked Wardlow and FTR. Yes. All right, we're not doing bad. That's good. So so, so far, we are undefeated. Yeah. In our uh, in our predictions here, but um. Powerhouse House versus Ricky Starks was clearly the victim of time constraints, courtesy of bullshit time management problems. 5.05, that's how long it was. I mean, what, the, what the fuck? Give him five minutes? Both of these guys deserve so much more. Oh. Absolutely so much goddamn more. Mm. Um, so I, I hope they can run it back in November at full gear. That's my that's my best hope. But this match was just oh my god. No. Um, all right. So okay. Hey, um. Wait. Who who did you pick? You picked Hobbs, right? Yes, I did. And I went with Starks. Okay. I I I I only I got one wrong so far. Okay. And then 
All credit to the next match, which was the AEW World Tag Team title match between Swerve and our glory and the acclaim. Now, on the the build-up shows, I said that I didn't like this because the match had no heat, and the only reason the acclaim were hot-shotted into this position is because all your other tag teams that were worthy of a tag team title shot were were involved in this uh, trios tag team title tournament. Ben, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are you gonna buy that new acclaimed T-shirt? No, <laughs> because I I have no <laughs> I have no interest in being scissored by the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just that is such a terrible. <laughs> what is that? Oh, I can't believe that. That's all. That's no. I don't know which one's worse. That one or the Miz's T-shirt. Well, both of them are atrocious. And if I see no, I know, but I'm saying I think this one is worse. Yeah, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And um, you know, but it's just it's disgusting. It really is. Yeah. You know, no, nobody's interested in seeing uh, Billy Gunn get scissored. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nope. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this one got twenty-two minutes. Yeah, and um, and I thought that this was um, the show stealer of the evening. Quite frankly, <laughs> I was expecting nothing out of this match, and it ended up. Getting to the point where I thought they were going to call an audible and have the acclaimed win. But either way, this was a star-making performance for the acclaimed. And shout-out to both tag teams because they delivered. Oh, my God. Yep. What, what, a, what a match. You know, I am, I am more than happy to, to admit when something surprises me or exceeds my expectations. And this is one of those situations where... Holy crap. Um, this was the next match was the interim women's world t- world title match, which is... Brittany by the way, hold on. By the way, we both picked Swerve, so we're so good. Yes. Um, so this next match was Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida versus Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the interim... Uh, women's world title. I hate that word. Yes, and so does John Moxley. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, this was um, this was all right. I mean, not not great. Um, not, but by no means was it bad. It just wasn't. The, I, I feel like the women's division needed a better match to represent itself. Yep. And I, I feel like with the talent that you had in this match, this match should have been better. And uh, this one is the second one I got wrong. Not bad. All right, go on. And um, I got it right, I think. Didn't yeah, I? yeah, you got it right. Yeah, you picked 20 stars. Okay. And the next match was... This was atrocious. I'm looking at the time on this. This this match was embarrassing. 20 20 seconds. You know, if they were going to do this, just have have Luchasaurus stay heel 
the first time he jo- he joined with uh, uh, with um, Christian Cage. I had to step away from for a minute. Uh, so, but uh, what what exactly happened here? Nothing. It was it, it, nothing. Luchasaurus dragged. Um, Luchasaurus got um, Jungle Boy to the top of the ramp, powerbombed him through a table. Dragged him back to the center of the, of the ring. Uh, well, threw him back into Christian in the center of the ring. Christian hits the, um, I think it was the kill switch, and we get a one, two, three. It was nothing. Wow. Okay. That's all right. I mean, uh, we uh, we both picked uh, we we went with Jungle Boy, didn't we? Yeah. So we were okay. All... Yeah, that's three for me. And one for me. All right, uh, next up. What is the main event? I'm sorry. No, it was not. I'm sorry. Next up, we had Darby Allen, Miro, and Sting. Uh, uh, No, you missed one. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. And this match was awesome. Ben. But, however. Ben, Ben. Yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah. So this match was awesome, folks, but I have to ask you, where was Daniel Garcia? Shouldn't Daniel Garcia have been at ringside rather than watching a TV monitor in the back? Um, so the, that kind of hurt this match a little bit, in my opinion. But having said that, uh, this match was absolutely awesome. And uh, say what you want about Chris Jericho. This guy is delivering uh, again and again for AEW at this point. Um, You know, I kind of like the heel moment with Brian Danielson when he almost was getting counted out by Aubrey Edwards. And he was yelling at her, I have still five, as he was laying the fist in to... um, to Chris Jericho. That was a nice touch. Um, you know, I I just I just think the match went on too long. Uh that was my that was my major complaint. I was really getting tired at this point in time. And I I don't think that this match needed to go 23 minutes and 41 seconds. Um but uh but the real disappointment, ladies and gentlemen, was with the the next match: Darby Allen, Miro, and uh, Sting versus what now seems like the departing uh, House of Black. Because um, reports are that um, Malachi Black has requested his release and has been granted his conditional release, which I assume means that he will be out for a certain amount of days before he is eligible to go back to WWE or sign with another promotion. But I am disappointed um, with um, Malachi Black's ending in AEW because I really enjoyed the House of Black, and I agree if his booking was one of the reasons he wanted out I agree with him because uh, especially after losing that match to the Dark Order, I was like, 
you know, what the fuck are they doing with the House of Black? They were a very hot and cold act um, through their entire run in the company. So if if this is indeed the end for Malachi Black in AEW, I hope we can get Aleister Black back in WWE and he'll have better opportunities, um, much like the ones he had in Black and Gold NXT. Um, and um, now that Elio has, has joined us and has donned his headphones once again, we'll back up a little bit to get his thoughts on both Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho and Darby Allen, Miro and Sting versus the departing House of Black. So first of all, Danielson and Jericho, that was a great match. It wasn't bad. And uh, Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro versus defeating House Black. If uh, if Malachi Black can't, if if for some reason he can't get out of the contract, I think I think they should keep him off TV if they're gonna keep doing what they've been doing to him and the House of Black. I I absolutely agree, but from. From all the reports that I that I have seen, it would seem that um, he has been granted his conditional release. So I'm hopefully. saying we we were talking about this last night. So do you think that he think he's gone, or do you think that he's going to be back? I think he's gone, and I I think it's, I was I was t- I was telling the people this as you uh, stepped aside, okay. um, especially after. Um, he, House of Black lost to the Dark Order uh, to be eliminated from the Trios Tag Team Tournament. I was like, "What?" I was like, "What the fuck are they doing with the House of Black?" I mean, you you messaged me as this was happening, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Because I don't watch Rampage, but you're like, "I'm like you would you would be so pissed off what's going on on Rampage right now." I didn't even um, watch Rampage. I just read the results. Yeah. Those results just made me mad. Yeah, well, they made me and a, and a lot of other people mad as well. So, um, and uh, I, I just don't understand. And in addition to that, the, the team of Darby Allen, Miro, and Sting was just fucking weird. What does Miro have to do with Darby Allen and Sting? Nothing. He's feeling with the high he, well, he was feeling with the house of black, but um, I, I, I don't get uh, I just don't get it. Like, that's just a weird team. Yeah. Uh, now, wait, who, who did we pick uh, to win there? I, I, I believe I picked the House of Black, so that's my second uh, black mark in the column. No, I, and I think I went to, with the House of Black, and that's uh, four for me. And uh, Jericho, Danielson, we both went with... Uh, no, wait, did we go with Danielson or Jericho? That one I don't recall. I want to. I want to say I went with Danielson. So yeah, I think went with Danielson. So wow. Okay, this is where we're starting to do bad. But I think well, we've done more uh, good than bad on this show, though. Yeah, but then we both picked up the win with CM Punk. But once yeah. again, um, 
you know, and this is another situation where it was it, it was a really unfortunate situation because uh, one, this was a fantastic match. This was the match that we wanted in place of the three minute clusterfuck on Dynamite several weeks ago. This is the match that we wanted. Um, I was somewhat appeased by the storyline that was created uh, going into this match with the with the promo that CM Punk had with Ace Steel. Um, but um, but you know it, it it's hard once again to even talk about this match because once again, folks, it doesn't matter because CM Punk. Uh, Ace Steel and and the Young Bucks and Nakazawa and and all of Nakazawa was, too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you know, uh, he's no big loss. You know, and, and it's just in 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 addition to all this bullshit that was going on with with CM Punk that led to all this, he was injured in the match to begin with. So he's going to be out for eight months. See, you know what? With a torn bicep. Okay, so see, the- you know, you know what? CM Punk did this himself, and I'll tell you why. Now he injured himself, and he was out with foot for to get foot surgery. Okay. Well, he, well yeah, and, and, that, and that was his fault because he was the one that was jumping in the crowd and shit. So yeah. And then he comes back. And instead of waiting for All Out, they do a match on TV where he's not even 100% yet. So he came, he comes back too early, and now he's out again for another, I think, nine months, he said, or six months? Eight months. Eight months, there we go. But still, now he just came back, and now he's out with for surgery again. Yeah, and, yeah, and, you know, he might be, he might be, Suspended or fired on top of all that because of the bullshit that you pulled with the. And you know what? Uh, we're gonna get into that uh, after we come back from commercial because I'm getting the countdown here. Yes, absolutely. So we'll be right back, folks. All right. So we're talking about this whole CM Punk thing now. The media scrum after the mat after the pay per view. This was bad. Oh, this this was atrocious. This was this was painful. I call this unnecessary chaos caused by CM Punk. It's this is his fault. He did this himself. What? Well, his part of it, yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. I don't, I don't know what. Um, Actually, I mean, sorry, sorry. This uh, ties into what we were talking about last night on the show. Um. Which is my second question to you, your thoughts on this. So go ahead. Um, you know, I should preface this by saying I've always been a CM Punk guy. I when he was having issues with WWE, I was almost entirely in his corner. Um, you know, and um I in terms of in ring stuff, I've always been a CM Punk guy, I was so happy when he uh, came back to AEW and had the um, the awesome first dance. And I think his his run with um, 
AEW outside of the um outside of the first um you know foot injury, which was a freak thing. Obviously, he got injured again uh, in his match with John Moxley. But I think outside of outside of that, he's had a very good run um, in AEW. And um, and I gotta tell you, I was I was I don't know what set him off to um to go on this rant. Um, I, I want to say it was just a question about Cole Cabana. But no, no, I, no, no, because... No, I, I'm saying, I want to say that. I don't know exactly what it was. No, because I went back and I looked at it, and, and nobody asked him a question about... Um, about Cole Cabana. What happened no. was... What did that guy, that Nick, whatever, ask him? He saw the, the guy, Nick Houseman, and then for some reason, seeing him set him off to go on a, um, on a cult cabana, um, you know, rant. I, that was, was the best that I could come up with oh, there. Okay. Um, I uh and, and that one got extremely extremely personal um you know to the point where I don't even want to uh I don't even want to say um what was what was going on there because you know I'm going to I'm I'm looking up the comments right now so I can read them to you so report them to you not that you haven't heard them a thousand times already but I feel like you know in order to be a credible podcast. It's just something we have to do. Um, so I'm trying to pull those up for you, but, um, but it was just one of those things where the more and more he was talking, I'm like, Oh God, Oh, this is not going to end well. And, and, and then, and then sure enough, um, coming to, or come to find out he had, uh, a backstage altercation with the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, you know, um, Ace Steel was on his side. Um, I don't like Ace Steel. Well, and why don't you, why don't you like him? Oh, first of all, I've only ever heard of him. I've never seen him, but just like what I heard, like coming out of all of this, I don't know. I just, I don't know. You know, and and I just, for me, it was um, it it just struck me as completely unnecessary. You know, there has to be something that um that set this off, and and and, and, and then I was even reading an article where it said, "Oh, this was planned uh, weeks ago." You can't find something like this. No, no. Um, and uh, let me um. Let me see if I can uh, if I can find this. Yes, I, uh, I believe I just did. And then he fans want to complain when someone asks a question about whether this is a worker or a shoot. Okay, so so, so now that I have the um, the comments um, in, in general, I'll just I'll just read them to to you in its entirety. So it says, um, 
So he's talking to uh, Nick Houseman, CM Punk is, yep. uh, to get to get this started. Oh, and, these are uh, Punk's comments. Okay. Yes. One. And um, and he says, and I quote, uh, "When you did improv, who'd you do improv with?" Hmm. Okay. So you fancy yourself a journalist? Uh, would you say you're friends with with Scott Colton? So you're not friends with him? Oh wow. Wow, that makes two of us. My point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things, mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself, if you are friends with somebody, if you're not friends with him, I apologize, but you should probably disclose who you're friends with. Oh, did you just say silly world of professional wrestling? Uh, well, yeah, in reference to reporting, and I happen to agree with him. He he go, he on that part. Um, but he goes on to say, I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton, aka Col Cabana, in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this. I'm on my time, and this is a fucking business. Why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business but my friends. Wow. So so my question before I continue is, why the fuck are we even talking about Call Cabana right now? Right. that was that was my that was my question because I was legitimately confused. Um, so um, it, okay, so he goes, he continues to say, um, why I'm a grown ass adult man if I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business but my friends. If I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I I felt never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay? Call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer. You do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see it, or the only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had the counters to him, through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a f- <laughs> and, and my reaction was like, whoa, why are we getting so personal with Cobb Cabana? When did Cobb- I mean, I, just, I was having trouble following this whole thing. He goes on to to say, that's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed the old Marsha, he said, (laughs) he said the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target. That was my favorite line of the thing, by the way. 
and 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 they spread lies and bullshit and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps, and the fact that I have to get up here and do this, 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if you're at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I do? Dave, what did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing. Um, and, and, and then he goes on to say, to say uh, something, something else. He goes, this is, this is Punk talking. He goes, what's your name, sir? Punk asked another reporter named Nick, not, I should mention, this is not Nick Hausman, this is a different guy now. Um, apparently, the, apparently this guy, Nick, was wearing a Pittsburgh Penguin shirt or whatever. And he goes, fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? What is wrong with this guy? No, no, and and then and then at this point, through 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 this entire thing, Tony Khan is sitting right there. Why can't Tony Khan cut his fucking mic off or say shut the fuck up? Right. You know, I mean, what the hell? But so instead of saying any of that, Tony Khan says he's, and I should mention he. Through this entire time, he's got this look on his face like he doesn't know what the fuck to do. I'm sure he was already blitzed, too. Well, yeah. um, (laughs) Fuck's wrong with Tony Khan's eyes. (laughs) Many things. (laughs) Um, You know, but at this point, he he tries to interject. He says, I made it really clear in Forbes, and I want to make it clear again. But then Punk interrupted him. He goes... Um, he goes, it's not his position to make it very fucking clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I suck up for that guy more than anybody. Talking about Call Cabana. I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. So then Tony Khan again tries to cut him off. I don't know... I don't know why Tony all of a sudden woke up at this point. I think he should have. I think he should have woke up one or two lines into this rant and cut his fucking mic off. Right. But that's just me. I think that I think all of this bullshit could have been avoided if Tony Khan would have just told Phil to shut the fuck up. Um. But but anyway, Punk Punk didn't care what what Tony Khan had to say in this particular instance because he goes. I appreciate that, but I'm trying to run a fucking business, and someone who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house this company has ever drawn off my back and goes on national television and does that. It's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies, right? I would say I agree with you, Phil. That's the Ben Pierce side comment. By, by the by the way, before we 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 conclude this statement, the the thing that he's talking about with Tony Khan or not Tony Khan, I'm sorry, the thing that he's talking about with Hangman Adam Page is when um 
That promo, right? That promo. Is when, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I I know what you're talking about, that promo, but yeah. Paige cut the promo. Got the promo on Punk saying that he was going to save everybody from CM Punk. Whatever. Yeah, I remember, I remember the promo, yeah. But he goes, um, now we're far beyond apologies, right? I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. And you saw what I had to do, which was very regrettable, lowering myself to this fucking level. And I assumed that this part he's talking about when he called... When he called out Adam Page in the middle yep, of, a, yep. of a John Moxley focused promo, which is which is very strange and out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, Punk goes on to say, "But that's where we're at right now, and I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. What's your question, Nick? At which at which point Nick asked Tony Khan a question." Um, you know, and then and then Punk interjects and says, He wants me to work with pricks constantly. That's what it is. Wow. And, and a year ago he was he was saying that there was all this young talent in the locker room he couldn't wait to work with. Right. So then then he continues you know, he just I don't I don't know what punk was on. Him him and uh, him and Tony Khan must have been sharing something. But whatever. But, he says, sorry to keep bringing this fucking up, uh, but I've never spoken a word in I don't know how long, so I'm a little fucking pissed off about it. Really, Phil, I had no idea. When it came down that he was going to sue me, okay, so so sidebar, folks, in case you're losing track of this, we're again talking about Call Cabana. We were, we were talking about Cole Cabana, then we were talking about... I'm confused how we get from Cole Cabana to Adam Page to the Young Bucks to Adam Page to Cole Cabana. <laughs> what? So it's just, I'm trying to keep you, I'm trying to keep you straight here. I know what I'm saying. How did we get from like Cole Cabana to Adam Page to Cole Cabana? What? I don't know. So, so to, to backtrack a little bit, the last part of the statement is, Sorry to keep bringing this fucking up, but I've never... Sp- you are fucking up. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, do we have uh, issues? Oh, uh, no, no, I'm good. I just got a text. We good. Um, but he goes, um, but I've never spoken this word, and I don't know how long, so I'm a little bit fucking pissed off about it. Yeah, you think? When, when it... <laughs> yeah, right? When it came down that he was going to sue me, I asked to talk to him. He refused. I asked for, for mediation, and it was denied. I offered him money. He said it was not enough. He went, he went ahead with the lawsuit and, and sued. It's his fucking funeral. I don't care. He shares the bank account with his mother. It tells you all you need to know about what kind of character that is. I appreciate it, Nick. I'm sorry if I'm a little fucking snippy. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. So uh, this, uh, wait, wait. At, at this point, Tony Khan again tries to step in, and, but again, for like the third or fourth time, he's unsuccessful. And Punk says, "We're all learning here, Tony. It's okay. This is and throughout this entire thing, 
Mm-hmm. See, and I don't mean to laugh, but at this point, I was laughing. Because through, through this entire fucking monologue, he's eating a fucking muffin. He made absolutely... That mean that, that whole thing after you just read up to me, that made no sense. I have a question. What the fuck are you doing? Talking to me or CM Punk? I don't know. To Punk? What, the, what are you doing? Tony Khan's trying to, like, uh, get a step in, and Punk keeps cutting him off. It's like, he wants to do this. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. so, yeah, so I don't feel sorry for Punk at all. He did it himself. He gets fired good. Yeah, but that's not, that's not even the end of the statement. He goes, oh, fuck. He goes, we're all learning here, Tony. It's okay. This is from Mindy's Bakery, by the way. It's a great place in Chicago if you like pastries. Oh, and fuck off. You know what? You know what? That's another thing. I fucking had it with Punk in this bullshit Chicago shows or whatever, where he can do no wrong. Like, fuck you, Sam Punk. Seriously. And there's there's also a t-shirt now. I don't know if you saw this. No. It says, we are Chicago. Just... Oh, yeah, actually, I did see that. Oh, my, my, my brain, my brain. <laughs> see, Punk, I'm going to sue you now for mental health issues because you made my brain hurt. Yeah, you're well... Well, we are bullshittery. Uh, bullshittery and buffettery. Yes. Actually, no, I got the order of that wrong. It's buffettery and bullshittery. There we go. But still, like, Punk just made my brain hurt with this stupid uh, comment and that stupid monologue. That was just unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. But, wow. (laughs) All right, so I guess that's the end of All Out, right? Yeah. My God. Like my good friend Ben Pierce would say, kill me now. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And I, I just want you to know, guys, that I will be sufficiently dead after this this uh, this, um, this podcast ends because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Elliot, but I believe we got on here around 7.15. It is now four minutes shy of two hours later. And we still have an entire week in wrestling. So you, so you said you're going to be dead. So Ben, no matter, rest in peace. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so okay, let's say we get into this weekend wrestling with the Monday Night Raw. Now I, I said I'm doing Raw, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, so let's go into Monday Night Raw. And I'm just going to pull up the results here, so we'll be back in a second. All right, we're back with our first show for the week, Monday Night Raw. This one came to us from the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, Missouri. And Ben, this was not a bad show. I enjoyed this one. Um, Yeah, I did too. Uh, for, for me, okay, um... The first, I'm going to start with low lights. Um, it was uh, f- uh, the four-way tag. I mean, and, um, okay, no, Angel Garza and uh, 
I think it was Andrew Garcia and Alberto. No, it was a no contest because Braun Strowman made his return. Which, which, okay, all right, okay. I I hate to do this because my my fucking Braun Strowman rants are legendary. But who the fuck cares about Braun Strowman? I know I don't. Um, and and the other aspect of that is. You want to bring him back during a tag team match where you effectively you're trying to rebuild your tag team. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I did, I didn't like that. That they they bring back in the middle of the match. He attacks everyone, so we don't get a finish. I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, and and in the middle of all this, you make all your tag teams look like shit when you when when you're trying to rebuild your tag team after the calamity that Vince McMahon and Brother Love left behind. And it, it, it was just a wrong call, yep. you know. And and I question I question the wisdom in bringing uh, Ron Strowman back because we already have Omas. We don't need Ron Strowman oh, and Omas. Ron Strowman versus Omas. There's a match. Yeah. Oh, hey, I can't wait for that. Well, you know what that is, ladies and gentlemen. That is that is a built-in bathroom break for Ben on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> what? That's what the fuck that is. And then we um, okay, so we um, with Aaliyah and Raquel versus Piper Niven and Nikki Cross in the second match. Ben, would you see this one? Uh, low point. I, I hate this shit. Okay. Uh, this was uh, a high point for me. Kevin Owens and Austin Theory, especially that promo at the beginning before the match, where he's like, Austin, can I call you Austin since you found your name, your first name again? Yeah, the, yeah this, whole, this whole segment and match was awesome. I, I love Kevin Owens. He's so cool. Uh, and uh, then another one for me, Damian Priest and Rey Mysterio, and... Of course, the Bobby Lashley Miz match, uh, Dexter Loomis sliding off from under the ring, <laughs> giving the crap out of the Miz. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really cool. And then apparently after Rob went off there, he kidnaps the Miz. <laughs> well, I, I didn't hear about that part. Oh, but... yeah, no, no, they showed, they showed it. He was, uh, after Rob went off there, he's like walking up the ramp and he's like carrying Miz over his shoulder. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm sure that'll make for an interesting Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so uh, those are my high points. All points for me. What do you have? Um. So my mine were um a lot of the same stuff. But let me just scroll through here. So I really liked um the beginning with um Edge talking to Diamond. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was going to say the opening segment. Yes. And, and trying to keep trying to keep Ray out of it. Um, mm-hmm. that, was, that was really nice. Um, the low point by virtue of Braun Strowman was um, was the uh, Fatal 4-Way tag match. Yeah, I just didn't like it. I just... Exactly. I didn't... I, another low point was Aaliyah and Braun's girlfriend Raquel versus... Braun? Oh, that's right. The bronze woman. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was a low point because it was only three minutes and thirty-one seconds. Wow. Um 
And then uh, another another low point for me was um, was uh, oh where, where is it? Um, I'm even gonna call the main the main event up until we saw Dexter Lumis a low point. I wasn't feeling it probably because it was the fucking Miz. Um, okay, I mean, I just, I just uh, didn't mind the match at all. I mean, it was still a cage match, uh, and uh, it, uh, it's uh, the United States Championship. The they, I love how they've made it relevant again. Well, and that part I did enjoy, yes. Yeah. Because because I've always said that if you have a, a title match on Raw, whatever that title match is, should should mean event the show. So. From that perspective, I can appreciate that. So what letter grade would you give this week's episode? I would give it a, a, a C plus. Yeah. I want the B. Okay. All right. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna do this just for just for that just for fun here, but I'm gonna go through the level up uh is that all you got for Raw? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm just going to go through this for fun for the NXT level up, but we had Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley defeating Erica Yen and Sloan Jacobs. Duke Hudson, can't believe he's still there, defeating Bronco Nima. Indy Hart- I know, right? Indy Hartwell defeating Amari Miller and Thea Hale defeating Valentina Ferraris. Oh, dear. Now we're getting into NXT. This was actually a fun episode. I really enjoyed it. Okay. So we have, again, we have uh, Piper Niven and Nikki Cross versus Toxic Attraction. This was a pretty good match. Very cool. And then um, another high point for me, J.D. McDonough defeating Wesley was another highlight. Uh, a really great match, Ben. This match I really enjoyed. You'd enjoy this one. Mako Sadamura defeating Roxanne Perez. This was a great match. Okay. Then we had Ricochet defeating Trick Williams, which was a low point for me. Well, just the fact that Ricochet beat his ass is something I can appreciate. Right, but I'm saying I gave it a low point just because it's Trick Williams. Well, of course. Then we have Axiom defeating Nathan Frazier. And the main event are Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate defeating Gallus. Gallus is not getting off to an No, they're not. No, they are not. I mean, these guys were ruled NXT UK. Couldn't go a week without seeing Gallus on on NXT UK when, when it was on. And now that they're on the regular NXT 2.0, they got they have to do something with this group because I really like them and they're really good. Yeah. So that is all I got for NXT 2.0. Um, this one was a good show. I gave this one a B plus. It wasn't bad. It was just fun. And um, we are going to commercial and we will be back with AEW Dynamite. So stay tuned. All right, we are going to now get into our final segment, Wrestling Roulette. I play 10 clips of 21 themes. My co-host has to get... 10, ten second clips of 21 themes. That's what I said, ten, play 10 second clips of 21 themes. Oh, very good. 
And my co-host has to guess to which restaurant that theme belongs to. Now, Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. Here we go, your first one. Really? Is what we're starting off with? <laughs> okay. This is not a good omen. <laughs> Even though I'm going to get it right, I just want you to know it's not a good omen. The great collie. Great collie. All right, here we go. fucking clue. Alright, that is Saray. Okay, well, I don't watch NXT, so... Oh, yeah, so here we go, track three. Solomon, I don't know. No, that is Christian. I I would never have gotten that. Remember when he was uh before he joined the brood by the so had that vampire gimmick going? Uh yeah, when he first showed up, he, he had the long hair, he had the dark glasses. He, he, yeah, but I don't remember the theme. I remember No, I know, I know I'm saying that was uh that was when he had that this theme. Why is it that every time I hear this, it sounds like someone getting a blood transfusion? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, here we go, track four. Hold on, I'm gonna play that again for you because that that cut off uh, two seconds before. Uh, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. <clears throat> okay. Now, did you hear? Did you hear her name in the beginning? No. Yeah, I actually just heard it myself now. I hadn't heard it before. All right, here we go. Track number five. Teddy Long. Teddy Long. Holla. Here we go. No, that is Wolfgang. Okay. Well, that makes sense, but I, I wouldn't have gotten that anyway. <laughs> All right, here we go, track seven. Madcap Moss. <laughs> I'm sorry you got that right. 
I am too. <laughs> Jeez, that's terrible. Joke, joke, joke. <laughs> oh, here we go. We just talked about this guy. <laughs> Mr. Perfect. We just talked about him like not long, not too long ago. Absolutely. Like so, in, the, in the last segment. Yeah, that's weird. So what is that? Like five and three? Five and three. It's track nine coming up. Okay. Van Damme. Well, still, well, still, I don't know how I was supposed to get him off of that, but okay. Let me play a little more for you. Well, yeah, I, I, I would have got yeah. that. No, I know, I know, I got you. We're saying, yeah. All right, you ready? Yep. So that's uh, five and four. Okay, right. here you go. Track ten. Not a clue. That is Mansoor. Okay, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're tied. Right, you track 11. The best heel in all of wrestling, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. All right, so six and five. Here we APA. APA, 12 and oh, seven and five. Dibiase Senior. Yes. Eight and five. Here we go. Track 14. You ready? Yep. Is that Veer Mahan? Yes. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Uh, how? Was that just a guess? No. Sadly, I knew that one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nine and five. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. What the bloody fuck was that? Um, I have. You, 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 you wouldn't get this. I'm clueless. Greg the Hammer Valentine. 
Okay. Well. Wait, let me tell you something. This is how messed up this uh, this one is. I want you to count, okay? Start, yeah. Starting now. Yeah. How? Uh, no. How long? You, how? How? What number are you up to? Seven. That's how long this. That you don't hear anything until eight seconds in. How are you supposed to get anything from that? Yeah, I don't know. All right, so six. Uh, no, nine and six. So yeah, here we go. Track number sixteen. Nope, that's an NXT theme. What? I don't know. That is Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, I'm sorry. Nine and seven. Here we go. Ooh, have we ever had this one? Is that Big Miss? No. Yeah. That is, okay. a mean, that is a mean street posse. Okay, well, I wouldn't have gotten this, so it's all right. All right, nine and eight. Here we go. Okay. Are you going to tie it up or are you going to get get another one? Here we go. Is that Johnny Ace? No. Oh, thank God. Where would okay. you get Johnny Ace from? What? Because he was that surfer gimmick. Oh, guy. yeah. But, yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, this isn't... Jim Johnston, this is a, one of his misses. This is, That was a headbangers. Oh, fuck me, senseless. That is terrible. <laughs> if you listen to the whole song, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. That's, all it, that, that's all it does. I agree. All, All right, right, nine and nine. Nine and nine. We'll see you in the break. Let's see. Uh, Tatanka. Tatanka, ten and nine. All right, you're on track 20. My uh, my manhood hurts just just in sympathy. Val Venus. Val Venus, eleven and nine. Ben, this is a terrible theme. I I can't listen to this all the way through. It's just it's bad. It's it's nauseating to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's unlistenable. Okay, so eleven and nine. Here's the last one. Okay, you ready? Yep. I don't have the slightest clue. That is Roderick Strong. Oh, but well, I don't watch NXT, so there you go. That was actually that. That was uh, the black and gold one. 
I think. Uh, oh, was it? Shit. Yeah, that's why I, I have the black and gold logo here. Well, how often did we hear just that theme and not the undisputed oh. era theme? Yeah, I mean, that's true. So eleven and ten. So he did pretty good. Not bad. I don't know. It's, we all right. Ready to go into bonus mode and see. Yeah, sure. Here we go. MVP. MVP. All right, twelve and ten. That's it. And well done. Thanks, sir. You made a comeback. I did. All right. So, um, do we have anything else before we uh, sign off? Nah, man. We uh, you know, we started recording this at seven fifteen. It was now uh. 1018. Holy gee. All right. Um, so that's it. We'll be back next week with our regular show when we'll have less stuff to cover. Yes, actually, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the episode list right now. Now the episode 210 and 211 have the exact same time down to the second. Oh, wow. What is, wait, so, what, is what is that? So episode two ten and two eleven were two oh six twenty six each. Wow. And then two twelve was uh one fifty three. Wow. Alright, so like I said, um next week we'll have a regular show where we won't have to cover as much because oh, we're done, thankfully, with pay-per-views for a while, at least until the extreme rules. Yeah, well, it'll, it'll, it'll be nice to have a break, man, because this um, was a, Seriously. This was an all-out marathon. But And I think I have the title for this one. An all-out clash at the castle when worlds collide. That might be a little bit too long. Yeah, I might have to shorten it, though. An, all, an all-out clash at the castle. Or, sure. yeah. Or should I do clash at the castle when worlds collide? Um, just to, uh, how about, um, Win Worlds Clyde AEW versus WWE? Oh, that sounds like an even better one. Okay, yeah, nice and short. All right, so next week we'll have, um, I'm going to save uh, the Mid-South because we're already going to be covering King of the Ring 94, so we'll do a Mid-South episode the following week. So until then, I'm Elio Heesben. This is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast Season 5. Premiere. The season premiere for Season 5. And Ben, say goodnight to the fans. After an all-out, I mean, just marathon episode, thanks for hanging out with us. And Elio, your your hair is turning more gray the longer we hit the (laughs) record button. Uh, So I will stop Father Time from torturing you. (laughs) I, I, I will simply say, hit our outro.